Hey, what's up? It's Nikki Novocaine, and welcome to Nikki Philosophy. What's poppin', y'all? So, before we get into today's episode, I do want to start by apologizing for not dropping the episode last week. I know that I really don't have an excuse other than the fact that I just got way too busy. And I didn't record on the day I was supposed to record, but now that is going to change because I'm not going to let that happen again. I am going to record on a specific day just to make sure that I get all of my episodes out on time because y'all know y'all are priority. Y'all my babies, y'all. This is my first love. I love Nikki Lassophy and I really got to start acting like y'all, you know, that high in priority like y'all are. So I, you know, apologize about that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And anytime moving forward. If I'm not going to drop an episode like a certain week, I will let y'all know in advance. So, you know, don't do me too bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, today we'll be talking about the sex lives of big girls. Now, when I first started writing this episode, it was just going to be one episode. But as I started writing it, I decided that I am going to make it a series. So, this is going to be part one. I know it's going to be at least two parts of the series, but I don't want to tell y'all it's only going to be two and I may try and I may add like a third or fourth one in there. But as of right now, it's going to be two. This is part one <laughs> of the Sex Lives of Big Girls. And at first, I was going to go a different direction with this episode, but I'm going to start out with the not so good part of the sex lives of big girls so if you seen this title and you thought I was going to be talking about how good sex with us is not today (laughs) not this episode um that's actually what made me want to add another part because I do want to cover that part because you know it's a it's an important it's a good aspect you know but there is a downside to everything there's a sad side you know really really kind of a little bit of dramatic (laughs) side of you know being a bigger girl in you know our sex lives so honestly big girls have this reputation of being just some type super freak now that's not always the case and I just really hate that that's how people look at us and that definitely stems from the media and from people overly sexualizing big girls and I really do not like that because we have like literally so much more to offer than that now I know sex with big girls is good I'm a big girl I know this like I ain't even got you know brag too much (laughs) but yeah, it is a bad, it's a sad side. So we're going to get into a few of the things that I've personally dealt with as a big girl when it comes to my sex life. Now, if you've been rocking with me, and I know most of y'all have been rocking with me for a while, I've mentioned several times in several other episodes that I'm not sex obsessed. Like sex is not something that I must have. And this goes back to even... In high school, back to 2009, you know, when I first started having sex, it's not, it, it has never been something that I absolutely have to have. Now, it's good. I like it. I always want to be able to, you know, have it. I don't want anything to happen to where I can't have it. But I also be fine in periods of time where I'm not dealing with somebody in that, you know, manner. 
And like I used to like my friends used to kind of low key pick on me a little bit when I was in school just because I wasn't, you know, having sex a lot. I can count on literally one hand how many times I had sex my whole high school. And keep in mind, I didn't even start having sex until I was in 10th grade. So I had sex one time in 10th grade, one time in 11th grade. No, two times in 10th grade and two times in 11th grade, literally. And the two times in 10th grade, they were literally in the same month. So May of 2009, I had sex twice. And then I had sex two times when I was in 11th grade. So that, you know, that concludes <laughs> my high school sexual experience. So obviously when I went to college, I was very inexperienced. So the, the four experiences that I had in high school, they were really, you know, not nothing to really brag about. You had the initial awkwardness of me losing my virginity and then the other three times. But I said that to say again, when I went to college, I was very inexperienced. So the experiences that I had with the guys that, the, like my freshman year when I went, I ain't gonna count USA. Anytime I said my freshman year of college, I, I will specify if it was USA because I don't really count that because that was just one semester and that was really like my test semester <laughs> of college, but that's not what we're talking about today. I'm talking about when I went to um, AUM, my freshman year at AUM. And the people that I, you know, had experiences with, I think they knew that I was very inexperienced because I didn't, you know, give head for the first time until I was 19. Like, I was literally 19. Like, when I say in high school, all I did was, you know, the normal, regular sex those four times. It was nothing other than regular sex. <laughs> so, I was 19 before I ever, you know, did the, you know, throat goat. Even though it wasn't a throat goat type situation then. It was very awkward, by the way. The first time I ever did that, it was, it was very weird. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. It was at that point when I, my freshman year of college, that I realized that it made me feel desirable when guys wanted to have sex with me. Because when I was in, when I was in high school, guys didn't look at me like that. Because obviously, I mean, I'm plus size and it wasn't as trendy as it is now to talk to plus size girls back in 2011. I was bullied and I had literally one boyfriend who ended up, you know, breaking up with me, whatever. But I said it to say, when I got to college and even though the guys were looking at me in a manner to which they didn't like me, they just wanted to have sex with me, it made me feel desirable. And I... At that point in my life, I wasn't as confident then as I am now. But even when you're confident, even when you have a high level of self-esteem, it still makes you feel good to feel desirable. You know, it, it still makes you feel good to see, to know that somebody looking at you, you know. So, and at that time, I didn't realize that them making me feel desirable was also them fetishizing me. I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't know that 
being guys could look at plus size girls as a fetish that they would want to you know have sex with plus size girls as a fetish and I like I don't even think I had seen porn at that at that point in time so I yeah I was I was sheltered (laughs) honestly I was very sheltered and I, I just I honestly didn't know so that feeling of me feeling desirable it was really them fetishizing me now, don't listen to this and think that I just have a bunch of bodies. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the bodies that, you know, that I did get, it was based upon me thinking and, and using them to make myself feel desirable, if that makes sense. I really hope that makes sense because that is not how I wrote this down. I don't know why I just said it like that <laughs> when I'm literally looking at my notes right now. But, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't have sex a lot, but when I did, it was, you know, yeah. So, and then it just got to a point where it became hard to know when someone liked me and when someone just wanted sex. Because through the course of, of this time now, I'm talking about like a span of a few years. So it started my freshman year of high school, not high school. <laughs> it started my freshman year of college and it kind of spanned over the next four to five years. Like me just wanting to feel desirable and I still had relationships over that period of time. And somewhere in the mix, I realized that the guys only wanted to have sex with me but I was okay with that, which I shouldn't have, I should not have been okay with it, but I was okay with it because I was getting that attention. Dang, I'm being so vulnerable right now. I don't think I ever told y'all this before, but because I was getting that attention, I allowed it. And some of them would try to pretend like they liked me in order to try to have sex with me. And like I said, I did have relationships over this period of five years and like five or so years. I did have relationships and I was kind of like standoffish in the relationships at first because I couldn't tell if they was only wanting to have sex with me or if they was actually into me, you know. So I kind of had to kind of figure that out along the way and, you know, those relationships I did have, you know, they were, you know, good relationships. Well, some of them were good <laughs> relationships. We ain't gonna talk about that. Go read the book. Go read the book. <laughs> Love was of a young girl. Go read the book because on Amazon. Nikki Lassifi, Love was of a young girl. <clears throat> Dang, not me getting choked up over here. <clears throat> but, yeah. So, um, and also... Some of those situations, dang, I didn't even mention this earlier. I should have mentioned this earlier. It was always an on the low type situation. So whenever I was, you know, talking to, not talking to, whenever I was having these experiences, I don't want to keep saying sex. That's why I keep I keep saying experiences. But when, but we grown. I'm gonna mark this as explicit anyway. <laughs> but when I was having sex, you know, with with these guys. It was always an on-the-low type situation. Even, you know, that, like I said, it goes into, like, my early 20s because this goes over a period of a a few years from freshman year of college on up. 
And like I said, I was okay with it because, you know, they was paying me attention. And in that moment, you know, we was having that moment or whatever. And sometimes that, y'all dang, I wasn't even going to tell y'all this. Nah, I ain't going to tell y'all that. I'm going to move it on. <laughs> I was going to tell y'all. Nah, I'm going to tell y'all because I, I done brought it up and I don't like when people do it to me. It was this one time, y'all, where it was this guy and me and him had had like he wasn't like not mind you none of these people that i had sex with were randoms like they were people that i knew you know like knew through school or knew through a friend so this particular guy he was somebody that i knew through a friend and me and him had had sex one time before and then after the second time we had sex he blocked me like literally when he left my room he blocked me and I know that's something that tends to happen a lot. And I think that kind of expands over to more than just happening to big girls. Guys would do that. They'll, you know, have sex with a girl and then block them. And I'm like, what was the reason? Like, what was the point even? Those type of people, those type of men really need some therapy. Because why? Literally why? Anyways. And then... We got the guys who just want to try us, who just want to try or experience having sex with a big girl. I've literally had guys ask me, now these, like, I turned down sex. Like, even at the time where I said I just wanted to feel desirable, I still would turn down people because, like I said, I don't have a whole bunch of bodies. Like, don't think that. And I'm going to say, not that anything would be wrong if I had a whole bunch of bodies, but, you know, because we don't slut shame over here. But I don't want y'all to, you know, just get the wrong idea. But, yeah, so a lot of guys have asked me, and even in recent, you know, times, they've asked, they said that they just want to try it, just want to have sex with the bigger. I'm like... It's literally like having sex with any other type of person. You know, you can have different experiences with different people. It doesn't matter what their body size is. Sex is sex, you know. Those I don't I don't like those type of guys. And just thinking about like a whole lot of stuff. And I actually was going to talk about this before I decided to do sex lives. A bit, girls. I was going to talk about how um, men really give me the ick now. Like, just the ick overall. Like, when you heal from stuff and when you heal from traumatic relationships, you really just get the ick behind anything. You don't want to deal with anything. But that's another episode for another day. Anyways. But, yeah. Something I also learned is that the word BBW, right? The, the acronym BBW it's a fetish term. Now, it was at one point in my life, I didn't like the term BBW. I just didn't like it because I didn't like being categorized. I don't like being categorized anyway. But it kind of grew on me. Like, as I would be around, like, other plus-size girls who would be using that term. And they would just use it in a term of endearment, as a term of endearment. And just being around those girls... And seeing it used in a positive light, it kind of grew on me. So, y'all know I've used it before with, like, my BBW Chronicles. I've used it in other capacities. But just really 
honing in and researching the term and realizing that it really stems from a place of us being fetishized, I really want to stop using it. Even now, because with me like researching social media and stuff, I had stopped using it anyway because because it's a fetish term, most sites will block it. Like they'll block any type of content that has BBW in it, that has the hashtag BBW, hashtag anything. The only um, platforms I know that don't block it out is Twitter and I think Instagram. I think Instagram will let you search it, but because of you know the type of content that is associated with that acronym, I know for sure TikTok block TikTok blocks it. I know Facebook Facebook will let you say it, but it'll still shadow ban your content. But TikTok they won't even like it. Don't even pop up. You can't search the term the acronym BBW on TikTok because you know. And I said it to say. I do want to stop using the term because just because when you know better, you do better, right? And with me knowing the original context of it, I just don't want to give it any more airtime. You know, I, I just don't want to do that. And even like with me, I said plus size. I either said plus size or I said big girl. I don't really even use the term anymore to which that's a good thing. So it's going to be easier for me to stop using it overall. So yeah, that's just a little historical his history lesson, little history lesson. <laughs> but yeah, the last point that I want to point out is that the guys is that guys will use a big girl as their comfort zone, or like I want to call a guarantee eater because they know that you're gonna come through. They know that they can always come to you if they can't pull up on nobody else. They can pull up on you. And I mentioned this in another episode. I think it was the wasting time one where they know. I said something about the guy knowing that they can come or whatever. But yeah, they'll use a big girl as a comfort zone or or as their guarantee either because they know that they can call you. They can use a backup plan. That's what I. That's what I said. Them using it as a backup plan. They know that they can come to your house. Like when they go through their whole roster, they be like, "Dang, everybody saying no, everybody busy, everybody doing this." And oh, but I know I can pull up on her. Nah, we gotta get out of that. We really gotta get out of that. And I love the fact that a lot of us are realizing our worth. Now, it's it's a process. It's most definitely a process to knowing your worth. And I think. Again, that goes across the board of just women in general knowing their worth. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing where you know what you want. You know what you're going to accept. You know what you're not going to allow. And you stand firm on those boundaries. That's an amazing feeling. Like, with me now, I've been standing on my boundaries. Like, the healing like the healing process, it'll... It'll teach you a lot, man. And this has been over the course of, like, going on three years for me now. And you just really learn so much about yourself in your healing journey. And I'm going too deep in it again. <laughs> another episode, another day. But all in all, when you learn your worth, you're going to do better. You're not going to allow a lot of the things that you allowed in previous years. Like, can nobody just pull up on me? 
as no last resort no more. Like, you're not pulling up on me like no last resort. I don't need to feel like everybody wants me, you know. It, like I said earlier, you still want to feel, like, desirable. But when somebody, I don't look at it as a good thing when somebody just want to have sex with me anymore. That's just not something I do anymore. And I just, I love that for me. That's a part of, like I said, growing up and realizing your worth. Literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about for this episode of the Sex Lives of Big Girls series. And I don't know if I'm going to do part two next week or if I'm going to skip a week and then come back. With part two, I might do part two next week because part two is going to be the stuff that y'all thought y'all was going to hear on this episode. <laughs> it's going to be all the good and, and positive and fun, you know, side of sex life, sex with big girls. So, yeah, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. And, yeah, we're just going to we're going to do it. <laughs> so. If you want to collab with me or if you want me to do promo for you, send me an email, nikilosophy at gmail.com. Remember, I only take emails for promo or for collabs, nikilosophy at gmail.com. Um, I do, if once you're listening to this, I should have my new YouTube video up because I've been off YouTube because I need a new camera. And I still have not gotten a new camera. I still have my GoFundMe up for the camera. So if you're feeling generous, go ahead and, you know, click that GoFundMe and send whatever so I can, you know, start saving to get me a new camera. And But I filmed on my phone, and that was a um, task in itself because the memory on my phone kept filling up. And, yeah, anyways, I got the video, you know. By the time you hear this, the video should be up. So go ahead and check that out. It is a Shein Fit Plus haul. And yeah, um, let me see what else I got to tell y'all. Yeah, go follow me on all the Nicolosophy socials on Facebook and Instagram at Nicolosophy. You also can follow me on my personal socials, which are They Crave with a K underscore Nikki. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to tell you. Talk about today. I appreciate you guys so much. Once again, I'm sorry for not dropping the episode last week, but you know, we're on and popping now. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Remember that Nick Force is the best fan base on the planet.